You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. Hey everybody, welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday. Actually, right now it's Sunday night. The sun is setting and the kids are out making the gleeful noises that signal an amazing day is ending. It's about bedtime here in Milwaukee and I'm sitting down to record and I'm thinking, what is the skill, the thing that my audience needs help mastering this week? What can I bring them? And as I'm thinking about this, I'm listening to my kids having just so much fun and the joy in their voices. And it reminds me of the scripture in 2 Nephi uh, verse 25 that says, men are that they might have joy. And this has always been one of my very favorite scriptures, my favorite um, kind of gospel you know, piece of doctrine is that our purpose here is to have joy. If you look throughout the, the entirety of the scriptures, there are very few places where it says why we're here. And it's interesting to me, you know, a lot of people have often searched for the, the meaning of life. And to me, this is it. Men are that they might have joy. But it's also interesting that in this very, very same chapter, there is a verse that says that there's opposition in all things. Uh, verse 11 talks about opposition in all things. And as I have you know, worked with clients, worked with people who are addicted to various things, alcohol, food, uh, pornography, I have really felt that this takes on a new meaning in my life because uh, it shows me something really important. And I, and I ask my clients this. I say to them, what percentage of life should you feel good? And some people say 90% of the time they should feel good. Some people say 75% of the time. Some people say it should be a 60-40 split. Uh, sometimes it's 60 feeling good and sometimes it's 60 feeling bad. But it depends on you know what they're thinking about that day. And when we think about how we would like to feel, we think about I want to feel happy. I want to be in a place where you know joy is a part of my life, I think a lot of times we we negate that second side of things, that opposition in all things. And you know one of the major reasons we fall into buffering or addictive behaviors is because we're often avoiding negative feelings. Avoiding feelings leads to really what I call doubling down on negativity. So when we have a feeling, when we feel sad or lonely or upset or whatever that we find to be negative and we don't want to face that feeling head on, kind of like we talked about in the, in the example of what to do when a bear attacks, right, a couple of episodes ago, where you face that feeling head on, you feel it all the way, instead of facing that feeling and we choose to drink or we choose to use pornography or we choose to engage in addictive behaviors that are really something that we wouldn't choose if we were choosing the very best thing that we could choose and that loneliness doesn't really get addressed or that sadness or that upsetness in one way or another, that feeling of inadequacy that a lot of us you know, highly successful professional men deal with, uh, we find that not only are we dealing with the, that same feeling later, right? The pleasure of the moment fades, the alcohol fades, the pornography fades, the whatever that thing is that we're doing fades, 
And we're again in that moment where we're again dealing with the loneliness or the feeling that has, has driven us to engage in an addictive behavior. And we haven't addressed the first thing. And now we've added on top of that second feeling. And that might be guilt, right? Guilt for doing something that we didn't really want to do, but we did it because it's easy, because it feels good in the moment, because it brings a little bit of dopamine into our brains for a period of time that's usually not very long. And essentially, we've doubled our pain. We've, we've added pain on top of pain. And of course, then we can often make that worse because we double our pain again or we increase our pain again by choosing to think, well, I've done something I don't want to do and I, you know, I'm, I'm broken, I'm bad, I'm irredeemable, right? We put shame in the mix. And so now we have even more pain on top of the pain on top of the pain. So my thought tonight was, what can I do? What can I t- say tonight so that tomorrow morning when someone opens up their podcast player and they're listening to this podcast and they're thinking, how can I make my life better today? What can I say to somebody who's listening so that they can put more joy into their lives. So tonight, I want to talk about four ways that you can create joy in your life. And as we go through these things, I want you to think about your kids or the kids that you know, the joy that they have in the moments that they're just playing and enjoying their, their day. For you know whatever time of day it is, whenever it is, think about those moments when you just hear that, you know, that gleeful, joyful laughter and the fun that's being had. So let's jump right into it. One of the first things that I think every individual who wants to have joy in their life, they need to create a skill of seeking joy in their life or seeking the good in their life. So when you seek the good in your life, you're doing something really important. You're consciously observing the wins in your day. Now, little kids are pretty good at this, right? They'll come home and they'll be like, Dad, Mom, I did this thing. It was amazing. And you look at it and you're like, oh, uh, yeah, okay, that wasn't really amazing, but for you it was amazing because from your perspective it's new and exciting and you, you've built something and it's amazing, right? Uh, but consciously observing the wins in your day and then sharing them. One of the things that I do with my kids every night when we sit down to dinner is say, hey, who had a great win today? Because I want to draw that out of them because as they get older they tend to fade away from that, that, <laughs> that moment where they show up at the dinner table and they're like, hey, guys, this is what I did. And so I want to draw that out of my teenagers and my older kids. And I'm, I'm trying to create an atmosphere where observing their wins is more important and more of a daily skill and habit than observing their problems, which is another part of seeking the good in your life is avoid seeing problems where there aren't any. Kids are really good at this. They tend not to see a whole lot beyond what's readily apparent. They don't really go and create a lot of problems by adding worry and stress and, you know, thinking about things that really aren't a problem, but that if you're an adult, you can tend to bring into the mix. This is something we all do, and sometimes we do it in the name of being, um, you know, conscious and conscientious of what might happen, but sometimes we put too much into it. You know, it's not always a good idea to worry. It's not always a good idea to think about problems that are existing, you know, outside of your bubble that you have no control over. 
Avoid seeing problems where they aren't. Keep them out of your life. And then the third thing in seeking the good in your life is believe what you want to believe about yourself. If you're somebody who's been using pornography for a lot of years and you're trying to choose consciously to get away from that, begin to believe that you can stop looking at pornography. Begin to believe that about yourself. This is this is a self-confidence in, in a nutshell. Begin to believe who you are is who you want to be. And that's not like poly, you know, we're not I'm not saying, you know, make stuff up about yourself, but I'm all but I am saying you can have an aspirational belief about who you are without having any proof about your ability to achieve that yet. All right. So the second thing that you can do to bring joy into your life is become willing to feel your feelings all the way. We talked a lot about this in, you know, what to do in bears attack, right? And which is honestly my favorite title of any podcast I've ever listened to or created because it's, you know, one of my favorite things is is bears in the woods, right? And I told you I grew up in Alaska and I, you know, I would always take a slower scout with me whenever I went camping because I didn't want to get eaten by a bear. Well, when it comes to our feelings, and you just really have to listen to the to the podcast. But when it comes when it comes to your feelings, the best thing to do when it when you are dealing with your feelings is face them full on, the the same way you would a bear. Deal with it head on. Don't let it control you. Don't lay down and you know play dead or run from them. Face them and really. Be willing to feel them all the way through. Feel them to their fullest. And this, to me, is kind of the epitome of opposition in all things. If you want to feel joy, if you want to feel the fullest joy in your life, you really have to be willing to feel the lowest lows as well. And I'm not saying you have to dwell there and stay there forever. In fact, when you're feeling any given feeling, it generally lasts about 90 seconds if you really you know, dig right into it and feel it. But this is something that is going to require practice. If you are not practicing feeling your feelings, you're not going to get good at it. And, you know, for a lot of us who avoided our feelings for a long time, you know, a lot of these professional men that I work with, these high-powered executives that I work with, they're dealing with their feelings in very short bursts, but a lot of times they're pushing them off so that they can get stuff done and move on. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't get stuff done and move on, but I am saying if you are not dealing with your feelings, you're going to find that you're going to be trying to avoid them in, in one way or another. And practicing the ability to really feel your feelings, even if for a short period of time, is going to provide you with that ability to feel the negatives and then also really feel the joy in your life. And and a lot of people, they, they tend to find that they're numb not just in the in the lows, but they're also numb in the highs. And feeling your feelings is a key component of that. So practice that. And then another component that I like to kind of tie in there is it's part of self-confidence. Being able to feel any feeling, knowing that you can feel any feeling and know that that's the worst thing that could ever happen to you, that really provides you, I think, with a level of understanding and confidence that you know, if the worst thing that can happen to me is that I feel bad, then I can probably do anything and create anything and move forward and build and, and be the person that I want to be, even though I know in short bursts or in bursts or in, you know, even sometimes long bursts, I'm going to feel bad. 
because it's uncomfortable to create something. It's uncomfortable to build something. It's uncomfortable to become the person you want to be in the beginning. But eventually, that's going to become easier and easier. All right, number three. And this one, I think, is really important when we think about it in terms of the atonement. And, you know, we're all screw-ups in, <laughs> you know, in one way or another. All of us screw things up. It happens. There's no question that there's not a single one of us listening to this podcast or on this planet who does it right every time, all the time. And this third thing is remember that you are learning. And this really is the ability to trust yourself, that having this capacity to say, oh, oh, no, no, I don't have to be perfect yet. I'm trying, I'm learning, I'm understanding the world around me. And, you know, I get it. You, you might be a 45-year-old man who's like, Ugh, I can't believe I went back to this vice that I'm dealing with, this addictive behavior that I have sworn off 10 times I should know better. No, 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 no don't. If you think about it that way, you're going to find yourself shaming yourself. You're going to find yourself trying to block the bad feelings. In this, you know, in this process, remembering that you're learning isn't about saying, oh, I should be better already. It's about saying, oh, there's something that I'm missing. Let me go back and study this again. And this is a conscientious ability to look at what's happening in your head, look at your thoughts, see how they're creating your feelings, look at your feelings, see what actions those are creating, and see where it is that you would like to adjust yourself so that you can no longer return to that problem. Remembering that you're learning, it's it's twofold, right? It On the one hand, it's this kind of catch-all, hey, don't be so hard on yourself. But on the other hand, it's also this, oh, wait a minute. It's my job to figure this out. I now have permission to try new things and try to figure out what the problem is and why I'm still where I am and why I, I'm not where I want to be yet. And, you know, humans, people, we love problem solving. So remembering that you're learning is a great way to catalyze that desire to look for the, the issue and figure it out and adjust. Putting yourself in that mind frame of, I'm going to find the way to grow and become the person that I want to be. All right, last one. And this one to me has been kind of the most important one. And I wrote an article about this and I even did a podcast episode on it about the atonement and how important it is and what its difference is between, you know, what the difference between the atonement and agency is. And just, I, I want everyone to recognize that the, the atonement has bridged the gap. You know, a lot of us, we get into it and we think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to grow past this or the atonement is for somebody else. But the truth is, is that we just have to get on the bridge. The, the bridge has been gapped. We just have to get on the bridge and choose to accept the atonement in our lives. And now we can move forward and not feel guilty about all of the, the stuff that has happened or shameful about all the stuff that has happened. But again, return to our agency and say, how can I choose differently? How can I become more like my Heavenly Father and put the atonement to work into my, in my life? I think, in a way, you could say that man's purpose is to feel the depths of sorrow and the loftiness of joy, each to their fullest. And 
you know, that, that doesn't seem quite as poetic and it certainly doesn't fit into that, you know, verse 25, which is a fairly short verse. But knowing that your purpose is to feel joy, is, is to have joy, then understanding that you are going to feel some negativity from time to time, in fact, about half the time, it really gives you permission to feel those feelings all the way through rather than avoid them or rather than say, I'm, I, you know, I shouldn't be feeling this or judging yourself for being sad in moments when sadness is necessary. And as I listen to my kids, you know, playing on this beautiful spring evening and I hear the joy in their voices, I've come to a realization that kids are really good at taking the moments as they come. And every time I recognize that, it's this renewed lesson that becoming who I choose to create is an intentional return to the principles of the gospel, including becoming as a little child. All right, everybody, I hope you have a little bit more joy this week. I hope this has been a great Sunday evening for you, and uh, tomorrow is going to be an amazing Mastery Monday for you, and I will talk to you guys next week. Hey, thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day I get requests from people who are looking to change something in their life. If that is you, if you need help overcoming your addictive behavior like pornography use, sign up for a free mini session at zackspafford.com slash workwithme. That's zackspafford.com slash workwithme. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to follow. Also, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave a review for us wherever you get your podcast. It'll go a long way to helping others find us. Thanks again.